It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I can't count the reasons I should stay One by one they all just fade away Welcome to Greendale! Hello everybody and welcome back to our podcast about the NBC cult comedy classic community. I'm Michael Smallwood along with... Jillian Clayton Smallwood. And Sidia Matthews. And today we are kicking off season six, the sixth and final season of Community. We allegedly. Are what? He said alleged. I said allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, when we get to the end of this season, we will talk about what finality actually means for this show. Hopefully, it is not the end of community hopefully we'll get at least something in the near in the future um but for now we are entering the final season of community sadia before before we even get into those thoughts how do you feel about this being it I kind of feel like it's not real like no like this isn't the end right <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to get to the end of this and you guys can be like, just kidding. There was a mini series. Just kidding. There was a spinoff. We got a. Um, we're like, actually, Sadia, we're going to have you do the table read of the polygraph episode where Pedro P- Pascal is playing Walton Goggins' uh, part. <laughs> like, I mean, it's the same episode. It's just a different dude reading that well, part. But what I, one thing I what, like, no, no, would it be even weirder if we were like, okay, Sadia, now that we finished the show, we're going to move on to the books and the comic books. <laughs> And we're going to play the tabletop RPG and talk about that. Is that a real thing? Uh, Not that I know of, but I don't know. We're going to end up getting tweets underneath of this where somebody's like, actually, somebody did put together an 8-bit game. There's got to be the tabletop. Jillian's played a tabletop RPG of this. Of a community? Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it was somebody using... Oh my god, what is it? It was somebody using the system that's like lasers and something or something. They were using a pretty simple system. Uh, Kevin Lanigan, who um, is advanced media studies and all that, um, he ran it one time. So I we were like in, we were characters who went to Greendale, um, and and some, you know, shenanigans occurred, 
And so okay. we did we did a we did an online role play stream of of that. Boo, that sounds like fun. It, Lame. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I um I, I think it was it was Subway invading the school, I do believe. It it was it was a Subway invading the school, not buying the school, invading the school. Um and us having to fight back the hordes of Subway um was kind of the the premise of one of the the nights it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun so it can be done it has been done um that just seems like adequate merch like i can't believe the show didn't make a tabletop game you know there's a lot of merch stuff that they just left on the table they just they just you know come on dan (laughs) not dan nbc nbc okay so on, uh, let me let me finish starting the episode. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> right. um, we are watching season six, episode one, Ladders, Jillian Synopsis. Dean Pelton hires an administrative consultant to organize things at Greendale. That's it. That's all this I am to be had. This episode was written by Dan Harmon and Chris McKenna. It was directed by Rob Schrab, and it was released... Not aired, but released March 17th, 2015. And Sadia. Are we streaming now? We are streaming now. So that I was just about to say, we have to get into this. The biggest change, a number of big changes between season five and season six. The biggest change, obviously, being we are no longer airing on NBC. Um, After season five, Community was officially canceled. And... um, we all kind of thought that was it. And then Yahoo Screen picked up Community and decided to do a, a sixth and final season of 13 episodes um, st- straight to their streaming platform. Um, and yeah, uh, they, they launched with two episodes on March 17th and then an episode a week after that. Oh, wait. So this second episode is supposed to be like a like should we have watched it's it? It's a no no no, it's fine. It's a second it is a second episode. They just put them both out on the same day. Mm-hmm. But but, they, but they we're are not, stepping into the future. We're streaming shows. Wow. Well, and here's the thing. It's not streaming in the way that we think of streaming now. Like Yahoo Screen was not a subscription service. You just went to Yahoo's website and could click and watch the community episodes. You didn't need a subscription to like their, you know, their streaming service or anything. I remember distinctly, because um, I was temping at this time, I remember distinctly watching these episodes uh, while I was doing temp work. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it was. And at some point in this season, I, I watched this whenever the first ep- the episode started to get released. But at some point in this season, because we had to watch it on a laptop and it just was not as easy a group viewing experience, mm-hmm. um, I did end up stop wa- like I stopped watching. So I have seen some of season six's episodes. There will hit a point towards the end where I also will have no longer seen the episodes before. Um, But this 
episode I have seen uh, a couple of times. Should I wait and talk about the other big thing that is different this season, or should we jump right into it? Go ahead and talk about the other big thing. We- well, so I, it- I'm... The fact that there's no Shirley. The fact that there's no Shirley. Where yes. is Shirley? Is Shirley not coming back? Where's Shirley? Okay. So, Yvette Nicole Brown left the show um, after season five. Did not come back for season six. Um, n- nothing happened. There was no particular... or nothing show-related happened. The reason that she didn't come back is because at the time, she was caring for her father, who was uh, ailing. Oh. And so... Um, like, that she, was, in fact, a true part of the story. Like, they made that Shirley moved to Atlanta to care, care for her father. But that yes. is also a, a fact that happened with Yvette. Yeah, they, they, they yeah. actually wrote that into Shirley's story. But yeah, Yvette was like, my dad's not well. I got to go take care of him. Um, and so walked and so made the decision to leave the show to go take care of her dad and just filmed this little uh, fun little bumper at the end of the episode, but that's that is really. Um, so she's really not coming back for like the rest of the season. She's not. No. Dang. Yeah, it is sad. It's sad. Um, we're bummed. I do remember hearing this and not knowing at the time that that's why she had left. I just remember in the build up to the Yahoo season, her being gone. Troy had left before, and I remember thinking, man, they really are just getting rid of all the black characters on this show. Um, I I may have tweeted something like that <laughs> at some point. Somebody was like, it's, well, magnitude. Well, and neither, not, and, and go it, dig into Michael's oldest tweets. Go, I mean, way back <laughs> him. whenever it would just be him tweeting smooth at Rob Thomas and then this. Um, <laughs> I what? <laughs> oh, for a long time, the only thing I used Twitter for was to literally, if Rob Thomas tweeted anything, I would just reply smooth, like Matchbox Twenty why? Rob Thomas, not Showrunner Rob Thomas. Why? There's two right. of them. Why? Because it just seemed like an effective use of Twitter, and that was the <laughs> only thing I would do on Twitter. I would just reply smooth to all of Rob Thomas's tweets, but I don't think he ever noticed, so I eventually stopped. Um, in, but, <laughs> but I did it for like, that was like, that was like the only thing I used Twitter for for years. It was, was just tweeting time. smooth. It was a very long time. <laughs> um, what the heck? It was a very long time. <laughs> um, and, and so, and obviously both Donald and Yvette leaving were their own personal choices, right? Um, yes. Neither of them was forced. Neither off of them was actually written off the show or fired or anything like that. It really was them deciding that that for Donald, right? It was like him being like, "All right, it's time for me to go blow up to the next level of me being Donald Glover slash Childish Gambino." And then obviously for Yvette, it was a family thing. Um, I do love the bumper a whole lot. Like we might, the bumper is removed. I was so confused. <laughs> well, because what part were you confused by? Just the beginning. Once it once it moved forward a little more, it was just it was it was fresh off that weird Leonard Garrett moment. Oh yeah, where I so I was like, what the fuck is happening? Why is there so much tension? And then it just cut to Shirley murder by you a paraplegic detective who was about to hang himself 
but is now looking forward to tater tots for dinner? <laughs> I was very confused. I was more confused at the very end by the implications that the show has a supernatural element because the noose is haunted. The noose is literally haunted. I don't yeah, think the noose is haunted. I think the house is haunted. Wait, the what? The noose itself was moving, though. Yeah, but, like, a like a, a haunting, like, a ghost could move it. Right, but I think, I think the way they focused in specifically on the noose. I did think that the rope itself was I, possessed. But I also it, thought the rope was possessed. But also it does make more sense if there's just a ghost in the house moving the rope. A ghost, a ghost, itself. A ghost who perhaps has ill intentions. Like, you know. Uh, Maybe the ghost took that man's leg. A malevolent. Maybe the ghost took that man's leg. Because they kept talking about his legs like they, like they could find them. <laughs> she did say them find back. them twice. And I was like. What you, this is that's a really that's not that's a dig when he no wait when he was yelling at Shirley he also said like like are you gonna find my legs well that's well, him being angry because she was like yes. we're gonna you found those girls and he's like you're and gonna her, find my legs and then and her she said that she was no she, she said <laughs> she said I'll be your rock until you find your wife or your legs and I was like well he's not gonna find his legs Shirley <laughs> I and what happened to his wife? I do want to well, watch. They that don't. Show. They don't know. That's the thing. The wife is missing. The wife is missing because that's why it's it's part of the wife. They need to find the wife. Also, he, they kept saying find as if his legs were lost, and I was like, he's still wearing legs. Like they didn't go anywhere. <laughs> no, no, those aren't his legs. Actually, his legs are missing. <laughs> no, they're uh, fake legs. Borrowed legs. Um, okay, wait, hang on, hang on. My biggest issue with Butcher and the Baker, now that we're talking about it, is that I don't okay. know that a show whose premise is already uh, Southern Lawyer and Southern Baker end up partnering with each other to solve crimes. That's already, that's already a high premise show. I don't think it needs a ghost story. I think the ghost story is too much. <clears throat> you are wrong. Michael, you have Everything haven't watched... needs a ghost story. You have... Nothing is not greatly increased um by a ghost story nothing this is how you know michael hasn't watched enough random cbs shows in his life do they all have ghost stories in not them? all of I, them but like maybe not go okay maybe but like the ghost episode yeah like the haunted episode yeah. okay but no but no hang on but no because that was clearly the pilot Yes. yes. So, so, so this is like the anything you introduce in a pilot is a part of the show. show. Yes. So, yeah. anything you introduce in a, in a pilot is a part Absolutely. of the show. Absolutely. So, there will be a supernatural element weaving throughout the butcher and the baker. And my argument is like melodrama, crime thriller, inherent mystery about the whereabouts of his wife slash his legs. Those are three. <laughs> and then, and then the will they won't they of this. Uh, Baker and lawyer. It with, was a little, yeah. It was a there was a little there. Something. I shipped yeah, it. There was a little there. there. All I'm saying is, there's a lot of elements there, and I think a ghost story is actually a bit much. I think you, you're muddy in the water. Like, you I think say it that as if like Pretty Little Liars like you, and Riverdale don't exist. I think Riverdale has too <gasps> many things going on. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on. Okay. To be I fair. I didn't make it past like season one of Pretty Little Liars. Are you telling me this entire time 
the answer is a ghost? Uh, no, but there is. So they were oh. trying to do a spinoff. So there is like a period of time where some supernatural stuff comes on because they were trying to do a spinoff what? that was supernatural influenced with. Are there um, ghosts in Gossip Girl? Is Gossip Girl a no, ghost? No, Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl has no ghosts. Gossip Girl does not have any supernatural element. It is just. Also, hang on. I, I've only ever watched the first first season of Riverdale. Yeah. I, and I, I from what I understand now, Riverdale has supernatural elements. Yeah, that started I, pretty quickly. But it, hang on. But already, okay, so I already imagined that's way too much because Riverdale was already too much when I was watching it. Yeah, sure. Look, I'm not saying the show like, won't be too much. I'm just saying it happens. What's Riverdale? Is you that, know what I'm thinking? It's, oh my God, Sadia, did you like, just ask me what Riverdale Superman? is? <laughs> Wait, yes. Did I just do something bad? Riverdale. It's I'm sorry. Awful, I actually risked it. No, hold on. It's hold on. No. It's yes. fascinatingly awful. Michael, sure? shut your whore yeah. mouth. Let me talk about Riverdale. Whoa. <laughs> okay. And, and shut it too. <laughs> so like, Riverdale is, they took Archie comics, like, like Archie comics. And oh, right. That's what it is. Yeah, they yeah. turned it noir. But let me tell you how quickly that show becomes batshit insane. And like episode three is or by episode six. We're jumping sharks. Sharks left. Sharks right. We're doing we're doing triple axles over sharks. And they've just continued to up it every season since then. And look, I don't watch it weekly. But let me tell you, whenever we went to go turn on community, you know what Netflix told me? It told me that the latest season of Riverdale has been now put on Netflix, and you bet your fucking ass I am going to binge that in, like, a handful of days. Because it is insane. It's stupid. It's stupid. It's bad, but in, like, the most hilarious, beautiful way ever. If you ever just want to sit there and just, like, find a ridiculous show, watch Riverdale. Do it. I live-tweeted my reaction to the first season. Do it. It's and it was do not was expect nonsense. high quality good television. That is not what it is. <laughs> no, it's not. I, 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 when I said it was terrible, I mean that it, it is like it is probably the most like it's one of the most outrageous shows I've ever seen. And it like, only got more outrageous since Michael like got sucked into watching season one with me. Hmm. That shit is crazy. Sounds right up my alley. Actually, it's, it actually might be honestly season. fantastic. Okay, like, we have to talk about community. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about community. We've only talked about the butcher and the baker. Butcher and the baker. And which I would watch the spinoff because um, she spun off. She spun off. She spun off. Sure. That's so what, that's, that's what uh, Ben said. So I was really hoping that um, Nicole Brown was just like out here getting money. She didn't actually spin on off. another show. No, but no she had family obligations. Big grown up. She went. She went stuff. to take care of some family stuff. And you know what? Big ups. Big ups to Yvette. She's great, and she's done great since then. So. Uh, big ups, big ups to Yvette. To Yvette. Um, the whole episode hinges on a roof collapse over the cafeteria that is actually based on a practical measure in real life that they had to do. So um, because they were changing, like when they came back to film these episodes, they had to, they had to change studios. And um, the cafeteria set specifically had to be rebuilt at a different studio that had columns 
where the original one didn't have any columns. So in order to like explain why the cafeteria now had columns in it, this entire plot of the roof collapsing over the cafeteria was created. That's hilarious. That's that's it is hilarious when the easier answer of welcome back from the summer we put in columns <laughs> is right there on the table. <laughs> That's really funny that we just made plot out well, of it. Well, especially, yep. like, if you could imagine the dean making them, like, some Grecian columns. to be like, I just decided made, to get yeah. fancy. You could have had For the funsies. same plot and had Frankie just show up and say, the cafeteria needs columns because the roof was going to collapse next week. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's one really, line. Sadia's it's right. Funny. It's one line it's as opposed funny. to an entire Well, episode. and yeah. you, needed, you needed the roof to collapse to bring Frankie in. Like right. is is yes. really it? You needed the roof to collapse to bring Frankie in. There needed to be that one gold star that got slid back behind the books that Annie didn't notice. That was the thing that brought Frankie in. And I am glad that we that we returned to like the stars because I had been wondering if any of them fell. I had been like tracking oh, really? them and seeing like which ones move from this side to that side, like what we were checking off the list. Um, Frankie's kind of interesting. I as a character. Let's get into it. What do you think of Francesca? She's insane. No, like mm. here in the first episode, I do have to say, I do love mm -hmm. Frankie. And okay, so let's do a one note first before we get into Frankie. Let us note because I'm about to talk about Paget Brewster again. She's been on the show before. She has. Oh. She was the IT woman in cork-based uh, analysis. The one where, like, uh, where Annie and Hickey in season five had to do favor to favor to favor. Yes. She was oh, like the. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, I didn't know we could uh, we could just do favors like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, so she has been here before, but she's not playing the same character. Um, but. I do kind of love like her whole monologue and back and forth with Abed whenever she sits down with him and Abed's like trying to dissect her and then she does her whole um her whole her whole monologue and then corks are not my strong suit all that sort of mm -hmm. stuff. I was like I dig this. <clears throat> I dig this. When she first sits down at the table I immediately recognized that she just scripted her entire intro so she could get in that room and then get the hell out that room. <laughs> um, the Dean like really left her high and dry with a bunch of strangers and she came fully prepared for that. Um, towards the beginning of the episode, I was thinking, like I was very excited. I started like imagining what the plot what the real plot was going to be to this episode because I was like, oh my God, she's a real person. She's coming into Greendale and she's saying, you are all insane. Like she um, looked at Jeff and was like, obviously we've removed all the alcohol off of the school premises. I'm trying to keep us insured. And he made a joke about being an addict and she immediately just ruined the joke. She left on it. She was like, hey, are you okay? Do you need help? Yeah, I was like, oh my God, it's happening. She checked on Britta 
and was like, maybe this isn't the best for your mental health to be managing someone else's sandwich shop when you're clearly not like a service, a customer service girly. Um, I was like, this it's happening. A complete and total outsider is coming into the building and looking around and saying, none of you are real people. Like, how have you been operating a school this entire time? Um, but no, she turned out to also be just a little insane. Okay, here's what we should ask, though. Hold on. Here's here's what we should ask. Mm-hmm. Did Greendale do it to her? I'm so glad you asked. No. You don't think Greendale did it to her? <laughs> no. no. And 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 I'm going to I'm going to um, refer to a conversation we have had in the past, um, where I note I am ninety nine point nine nine percent sure that the dean is literally accidentally hiring former theater kids. <laughs> it is it's the only people that he employs. It's the people that are attracted to the school to begin with. People who just want to live. Um, their life who just want to live like LARPing but it's their school life you don't get into Greendale without two years of Meisner on your resume oh, but let's look Frankie I will argue that I do not think Fra if Frankie was a theater kid she was totally the stage manager oh of course I you know it's interesting it's interesting I'll so Sadia's it. going straight up no Frankie was normal Frankie is Frankie, crazy period he was never normal i i i i think i'm interested in the concept that frankie is normal until she finds herself doing something greendale weird and then she's like oh i, I think it's a combination of things i think frankie's normal and then I think what happens is she finds herself doing something Greendale weird, breaking into a speakeasy with people dressed as Keystone cops. <laughs> and then I think she she flees from it. I think the fact that she knows she's not about to get that job is, is sobering. And I think she goes back to Greendale because she's like, hey, these people are crazy, but, but I'm slightly crazy and they appreciate some of my crazy. Um... But I think she's, ah, I don't know. Maybe she is crazy beforehand. I'm thinking she's crazy beforehand because in her, in her interview, she's literally reciting the exact same lines. Yeah. She's, she's using. She prepped the exact she thinks, lines. Yeah. She thinks that this is like blanket application, that the words coming out of her mouth, she can just go into any job and say, and the real, the, like the only real person in this episode was this guy who was like, like the hiring manager of the place that she was trying to go to. And he just immediately is like, what a weird and egotistical thing for you to say. You're going to have to change your entire personality if you want to work here. I thought that was pretty funny. He's hilarious. It's, I, it's so funny to me when real people are introduced into the show and the characters that we're following are called out on not being real. That's like one of the funniest things to me. Um, and I really thought we were going to get that. But no, she is actually already kind of she's crazy. I'm, I think I'm going with you on this city. I think I think she's I think I think the only people who can thrive and stay at Greendale are the crazies. 
that's that is absolutely for sure and maybe and I, I i want to clarify i don't think she's like crazy like like literally insane um even though i've probably said the words literally insane already well um, she does say that she actually does have insane people in her family she's here to take care of one of them oh damn that's true it does run in the family um i'm thinking that she's um a little mix of somewhere on the spectrum and a little bit of that, that a little sprinkle of that special greendale crazy sauce because she like abed immediately calls her out for saying like i think you have like basically the same personality as annie and uh, i'm not going to really be able to differentiate between the two of you as characters which i thought was hilarious it's such a like <laughs> meta thing yeah. like it's such i have his a speech meta right thing. here oh please please he says the the big part of what he says he says my umbrella concern is that you as a character represent the end of what i used to call our show which was once an unlikely family of misfit students and is now a pretty loose knit group of students and teachers, none of whom are taking a class together, in a school which, as of our arrival, is becoming increasingly grounded, asking questions like, how do any of us get our money? When will any of us get our degrees? And what happened to that girl I was dating? As opposed to questions I consider more important, like, what is real? What is sanity? Is there a God? What's, where's that Pierce hologram? Jeff said last year he saw a Pierce hologram. None of us have ever seen it. So if there is a Pierce ghost on campus, I'd like to get a head start on busting it. Like, it's such a meta speech. Like, it's so meta. Also, Jeff is the only one that saw the Pierce hologram. I know! I was going to bring this up. They never, <laughs> ever bring... like. So what happened is, Jeff saw that Pierce hologram at the start of season five. Everyone else just took his word for it, but none of them have ever seen it. Was it removed right after Jeff talked to it? Maybe. May it had to have been. It was right there. Like, yeah, they've never, no one else has ever seen it. So, which means that Abed and everyone else must think that Jeff is slightly crazy or was really grieving Pierce. Or maybe Pierce's ghost is actually just wandering the campus. Maybe. We can't prove it was a hologram. I got no evidence. Did anyone hear Chang's uh, line to Frankie when she leaves at the end of the first scene? Um, I, if I did, I didn't write it down. I yeah, didn't I hear remember. it. I saw it in my notes. As she's leaving, Ch you can hear Chang in the background say, Great seeing you, Professor Slater. <laughs> <sighs> That okay, so that opening, that opening scene, oh. or the, not the opening scene, <laughs> that's a guttural reaction to that. <laughs> that really took me back. I still have so many mixed feelings on Slater. It's I, I like how she talks about the school being weird, passionate, and gross. The good yep. Belushi. Yeah. <laughs> Which at this point, Sadia, do you this Sadia, do you get that reference? It's fine if you don't. It's part of what I'm thinking. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's what... <laughs> what's funny is that... Okay, I don't know. For some reason, Jim Belushi is jumping into my head, but who or what is that? Um. Well, that's correct. Yeah. 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 There were two that's Belushi brothers. And they the have 80s. made fun of... They've made fun of one before. 
They've made fun of Jim over and over again. Over and over again. They, uh, like, use him as a punchline. Because he's, he's the lesser Belushi brother. So the good Belushi... Uh, I remember that joke. Yeah, he the good Belushi she's talking about is... Um, John Belushi, John Belushi, who starred in like Animal Animal House, and uh, he was original cast SNL, yeah, Blues Brothers, all that sort of stuff. Um, and so the he good since passed, uh, he passed in the eighties. He did a lot of drugs, and it, um, it, 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 it didn't end well. Um, but cool. but weird, passionate, and gross is honestly a fantastic way to describe him. And so whenever she, like, describes the trifecta as the good Belushi, I was like, you know what? That's, that's, that's correct. That's correct. Now there's more modern comics who you could describe that way. That would be a more current, uh, probably, uh... Gross? Do we still have gross comics? I mean, like, you know, I... Like gross weird and passionate, term. absolutely, but gross, gross. How you could possibly argue? You could possibly argue sometimes Seth Rogen, um, like the that vein of those guys. Uh, mm. may, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I could maybe see you arguing Seth Rogen, depending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying yeah. there's. I mean, uh, um, Danny McBride. You could argue. Absolutely, absolutely. You could argue Danny McBride is yeah, weird, you, passionate, and gross. You got to get sure. into that tri- that like that that grouping there. That's where you've got to go. Like, right? We can't go with like John Mulaney, but like we've got to. No heavens, no. <laughs> you got to go over there. That precious baby angel. I do love John. Mulaney. Uh, weird and passionate. We've got all day for comedians. Absolutely. Yeah, gross. Gross. Gross is, gross is his thing, but I do think like yeah, uh, Seth Rogen is the one who fir- first comes to my mind, uh, but. Danny McBride is another great pull for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that Chang can't spell Chang because he gets it confused with change. <laughs> Same. Every time. Because I, I, they spell change. <laughs> they like He's like Abed. Who, he does it like C-H-A-N-G-E. And Chang goes, I know how to spell. And then he looks at Abed and goes, how could you? He's like, no, man, they're not saying that he doesn't like you. He doesn't like change. You can't spell. Also, it's hilarious having Chang point out that white people are taking over the group. Yeah. Loved that. <laughs> Loved that whole shit. I'll bet it I'd be worried. Which is, yes. I like Jeff as leader of the white people. You don't have to be worried. She's an additional white person, which has clearly become important. <laughs> I also like that uh, she's like everybody freaks out when she goes to sit in Shirley's chair, but she is welcome to sit in Pierce's. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, than, sure, fine, than. it's okay. Um, you know what was you know what was rough? What was rough watching this time though? The opening credits, because there are so many names missing from the intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh! Okay, I thought that was in my head. Nope. I was watching it and then I rewatched it because I was like, are there more drawings or something? There and are a lot more to, drawings because there are fewer was, series regular names. I was looking names. for a hidden message in the, in the little thingy. 
It's just yep. was like, yep. what's going on here? Yvette's name's gone. Danny's name's gone. Chevy's name's, name's gone. All those, like, those three are all gone. Um, Why is Danny's name gone? Not or Danny. Donald, sorry. Not Danny. Donald. Oh, my God. <laughs> if this Danny's show name loses, is still there, yeah. No, if this show loses Mr. Nadir, the podcast is dead. I refuse. <laughs> I will not record. That's a good question. Sadia, at this point, you know, we've lost some some major characters, but is there a character you could lose from this show that you would stop watching the show? Abed. Abed, huh? There's no point for me. Now what am I watching? Will they, won't they, Jeff and Britta? I don't want to watch that. Jeff and Britta, I don't want to watch that. (laughs) That was the show. That was the initial point of the show. Also, why is Britta homeless? Why is Britta homeless? What's going on with Britta and homelessness? Who knows? Who knows? I don't understand that either. Like, Britta's homeless? Why? Who knows? I, 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 though, I will say, Britta had some of my favorite lines this episode. Oh, my God. I wrote down, Britta is hilarious in this episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most of the lines I wrote that people said were Britta's. Like, don't make it more dramatic than it is. It's a blood oath to defy evil. You're either in or you're out. (laughs) Loved that. Right before that, right before that, she called Annie a bitch. She She called Annie a stuck-up bitch who thinks she's better than everybody. Yes. You snitch, you die. (laughs) Just like the way that Gillian did that line reading. I was like, that's it. I'm done. I'm done. And then her her, uh, insult to Leonard. I once mistook six people for you in a pharmacy. <laughs> I look forward to the random Leonard disses. I I look forward like, to using that insult in real life. And then, well, and then Frankie got Frankie tries to diss him afterwards and she just <laughs> her best. Ah, you're old. Ugh. Not that there's a problem and, with that. Um, like You smell like the Part of a lesser god. I that did like that one. Went off. Wait a that minute. That one kind of like hit. The lesser god one. It, it kind of hit. If it something. hadn't been fumbled out and preceded why yeah. what it was preceded by, it would be an MVP line. But if she if she committed to the delivery, I would have I would have gasped. Like I if Britta had delivered one. that, that would have been the scorching burn of the episode. Like. <laughs> I- I got, we got so many things. Like, yeah, that was so, yeah, Britta, absolute MVP, comedy MVP of the episode. Everything, again, again, everything Gillian is given, she nails. I just don't understand why they introduced her being homeless, of all the things. I was like, I I even liked her and Jeff flirting during the bar scene. over the summer? They've always, now I will say they have always established that Britta is bad with money. That has always been an established thing. So her bad with moneying her way into homeless lit, homelessness, like to being unhoused, is certainly a possibility. It's not like if Annie had, then it would feel more random to me. Of anybody in the group, Britta is one of the more believable ones. It does, like, it theoretically makes sense. I'm just confused because she kind of had her shit together. Yeah. She was miserable for it, but like she had consistent work at a bar. Yeah. She was in the, the, the Save Greendale committee. She like she was doing good. She was like 
working wasn't she didn't she decide to like go back to school yeah and like she seemingly it just seems weird that she's like homeless yeah she seemingly has stopped bartending or maybe she's doing both right because she's working at Shirley sandwiches not being able to cook a sandwich but like um like they they need to steal one of those the subway timed like sandwich maker things Shirley just swipe a subway one what is she doing to those sandwiches? I mean, how is she burning every single one? Well, and it's funny because it's just like the bread is burned, the toppings inside, like the part of the sandwich isn't burned. Like she took over the business, but in theory, I guess maybe not. I guess she doesn't have timed ovens. No, she's trying to eyeball. It also could be a panini, like they could be paninis that she's trying to make, and I don't think they have timed ones of those. Okay, it's not like she's got like a line. She's not in the weeds. One person walks up, asks for one sandwich, and then she burns that one sandwich. Oh yeah, she's atrocious <laughs> at it. <laughs> that didn't just... even occur to me. She's so bad. <laughs> she's just standing there watching it burn. Even if the ovens aren't timed, like, surely there's something that you can change about what you're doing to make every sandwich just in burning. That did not even occur to me. And it's just her and a customer watching a sandwich burn. Oh, that's so much funnier. Like oh. the amount of black burnt that it is, oh. like is is every time. It is, li- it is literally just on top. Like me, I would probably still eat that sandwich, but I do understand the people turning their nose up at that sandwich. Like, well, because oh. you knew that sandwich was burning before you. Oh. It, I mean, it gets pure black. Like, it gets it's very pure. Dark. Like, yeah. absolutely. I mean, we're not talking toasty. Like, you burned. Oh, yeah. It's. The, the oh my god. It, it is. Michael, what the heck? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That got me. Jeez, that's so funny. Oh. It is somehow one of the more ridiculous things in this episode. Like one of the. It's somehow one of the least believable things in this episode. But wait, but wait, she still burnt the sandwich when Annie was there. <laughs> so she and Annie both stood and stared at the sandwich. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my goodness. Uh, oh my Michael's dead. This is it. Oh my god. This is it. Uh oh. I'm gonna burst. Okay. Um, Tacos. Oh, that conversation. (laughs) Jing, Jing, what? I I really couldn't focus. I couldn't focus on him and them at the same time. I couldn't. Oh my god. Um, Frankie and Abed just seemed to really be having like such a moment. And there, the chemistry in that moment really, like, oh, I don't know how to describe it. It was just so good that it, it was just one of those scenes where I, I didn't rewind it. I told myself, 
you have to catch this in one take. And I don't know why I told myself that. It's Netflix. I could have just realized <laughs> it. You could have gone back, sure. Yeah. But I really was just invested. But I was completely like, I was volleyed back and forth. Chang just shouting, just saying random shit. Like, what, like, what was he doing? Ordering lunch? What was happening? He was trying his best to be a part of the conversation because they kept, they had, he was grasping onto straws and trying to be in the conversation. So they said, they said they had had two different lunch meetings that he wasn't invited to. Oh, so he was yeah. trying his best <laughs> to make, to be a part of the next lunch meeting, which he thought right. this was about to be. Okay, so, so he kept when, uh, he kept yelling out things he wanted to eat for lunch with them, so they wouldn't leave him out this time. Right. Okay, yeah, yeah. All of his interjections are <laughs> hilarious and feel very non like are both responses to what they are randomly saying about like you guys had a meeting, you guys had lunch, you guys had this, um, but then also some are just like <clears throat> it's like okay. You're just you're just Ugh. throwing out random stuff now, but just the way it he punctuates more more it with it tacos. <laughs> uh, I mean, Chang was really on top of it this season, this episode too. Mm-hmm. This was a very good episode. It's very funny, right? I was laughing a lot, and I didn't remember. Um, so this is we're entering the season now that I've watched the least. Mm-hmm. I, I I watched season six when it aired, and I've watched some of these episodes again, but not not a lot. Um, so most of them, like the finale, I've only ever seen one time, and it was the time it, it aired. So we're entering the episodes that I remember the very least, and I didn't remember. I remembered Frankie being introduced, um, but I didn't remember the exact details of this episode. So, uh, that a lot of it, a lot of it got me fresh. It was just very, very funny in the moment. And it's a very funny episode. Like, and it's one of the better, I would say, I don't know if you get, if you two will agree with me on this, but I think it's one of the better premieres we've had in the last few seasons. It's definitely better than season five. It's definitely better than repilot. I felt. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes to that. Um, I was just sitting here thinking that myself, um, uh, I really thought we were going to do something stupid with those Frisbees, though. <laughs> um, well, here's what, here's what I have to ask, because I wrote this number. I wrote this little note down. The roof of the cafeteria collapsed under the weight of thousands of Frisbees. What's the over and under on how many people died? <laughs> they didn't mention anybody dying, so I don't think anybody actually did. They mentioned that Garrett almost got crushed. Or something like that. Well, and they may they mention. Oh, um, <clears throat> I just. <gasps> oh, is that why Garrett's staring at them menacingly at the end of the episode? I Does think he, like, so. Them? Maybe, yeah. He blames them, or or they're continuing to feel this campus <clears throat> ostracization of like there being this group, and people keep getting let into the group. Who are just brand new, right? It's like, what? you, you... Garrett wants to be in the group? I don't know. I don't know. It could be. Mm. But him and Leonard seem very, uh, like, I feel like they had a moment and it might become a thing. We'll see. Garrett mm. and Vicky are both still at this school. Neil's still at this school. Yes, because, it, oh, it almost it almost killed Neil. That's what, that's the one. It almost, well, no. Well, no, no, no. No, it didn't. She says it almost kills Fat Neil and Abit goes, that, that was, was Garrett. Garrett. There we go. Um. 
But yeah, Vicky. So actually, Neo might not be at this school anymore. Maybe maybe Britta just assumed that was him. But at least Garrett and Vicky and Leonard are still here. Hold, Leonard makes sense. Hold on. Leonard's taking like one class a year just to keep his mind sharp. I. Um, you could tell me that Vicky doesn't go to the school. She just heard there was a chance to perform on a stage, and she oh. came. <laughs> Vicky's is a community performer looking for an outlet. Yep, sure, I buy that. Heard. Every time I would buy there's that. a stage, yeah, absolutely. There, if there is a stage, there is a Vicky. Like uh, someone just called her straight up and was like, "Hey, we need a singer," and she was like, "Uh, I, what time? And is there a dressing room?" And she came. Yep. Yeah, yeah. They got. Um, they got. They got wood they got delivered. They got wood delivered. I actually, that's one of the lines that I laughed at hardest was was Frankie's. You thought you could keep this a secret. There was lumber involved. I, I, she said that. And then at one point she is yelling at the construction guy who's building the column and she calls him Tony and she goes, I just assume your name is Tony. (laughs) When she broke into the speakeasy with, I cannot reiterate, four Keystone cops. And a banana. And a banana. I it's a carrot actually because okay. I laughed really hard at Jeff's. Why is that guy a carrot? <laughs> His drunk. Why is that guy a carrot? <laughs> oh, that made me laugh. Actually, that made me laugh pretty hard. Did you guys notice uh, the picture of Dan Harmon at the bar with "Do not serve this man"? Is that who that yeah. was? I I yeah. couldn't tell who the picture was of because like he didn't he didn't look 100% Dan Harmony from like the blurred view so it's It's him as one of the it's him as like a character maybe like a side student he's played before but yeah that's who that is that's hilarious I knew it had to be somebody because it's like just too obvious um and also Shirley is in the background in a picture of the speakeasy she is like there's a picture picture of of Yvette they built a whole speakeasy and they put Todd at the register oh my god i was like y'all are cool with todd now like i thought todd hated y'all i thought he hated them i guess the man the man's got a kid got a wife and a kid he needs a job he's gonna, or the money's good yeah. yeah he's gonna take a cut of that speakeasy money i was about to say I think it's really funny that we turned shirley the saint's sandwich shop into a speakeasy when we know that Shirley has a history with possible alcohol abuse. Possible. Just seemed a little fucked up and very hilarious. It it was both it was both an insult to her memory and very much in memoriam of her. Can something be both an homage and an insult at the same time? No. Well, yes. No, I think I think And I'm going to argue that speakeasy is oh, one. No. <laughs> because she also Shirley is also the person who built Shirley's Island during the lava game. She did. So it is it is both in her memory and an insult to her memory to have turned her sandwich shop into a speakeasy, and I didn't know you could do them both at the same time, but now I'm going to start trying to do that. I don't know if 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 you could call it an homage if the person that you paid it to comes up and goes, "This is stupid. Why did you build this for me? This is this is not what I wanted." 
I don't know if it works that way. And I don't, I can't say that Shirley would be pleased to see her baby. Oh my God, wait a minute. That's kind of crazy. That's kind of like just hitting me. Shirley's gone. But her sandwich shop is still here. Yeah. But we turned it into a bar. Well, they turned the the basement of it into a bar. So like, oh, oh, so are we going to, are we keeping the sandwich shop for the rest of the season? Or is like the we'll last see. thing that we had of Shirley gone forever? <clears throat> well, I mean, they didn't close the sandwich shop. They closed the speakeasy. Uh, Presumably. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll see if this sure. pops back up. Are we, are we, how long have we been talking? We've been talking for like 50 something minutes. Yeah. Are we not yeah. going to talk about the Dean's phone bits? <laughs> This, the first one was awkward, and the second one was just hilarious. <laughs> he took oh, that, that girl's awkward. phone. He wasn't lying. He, just, he totally lost his 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 phone was lodged in in his pants, which is a very real thing that can happen to a phone. He could have just like been like, "My phone is vibrating," and walked out instead of like like yeah. he just made it so much more awkward than it needed to be. Nothing made looks it suspicious like padding your pockets to look for something. I'm a, I immediately don't believe anything you're doing or saying. Oh, after that. man. Guys, I got to go take this call. Yeah. It's pre-Apple like, Watch, so I can't be like, oh, yeah, look, I got I to gotta call. I got to go run. The mi- Yeah. The minute you start touching your pockets, I'm like, this is a lying motherfucker right here. <laughs> I do like when he completely snatched the phone out of someone else's hand. And was she on the phone? Did he then take over an entire real phone yes, conversation? Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yes, he did. You're not going to catch him. Why is he trying so hard to avoid Francine, though? Avoid Francine's altercations with the group. Because he has to have her there, I think. And... Like, he knows that she'll cause friction with the group. I, I think it's I think it's him not wanting to have to deal with pro- possibly the the dynamics of her seemingly being, like, a straight-laced person versus who he knows they are. It's him shucking responsibility, which goes to a question that I wrote down that we absolutely can discuss. There's an entire three or four minute moment in the middle of this episode where everyone at the table tries to say that it's their fault that the school becomes a drunken debauchery state and someone falls off a ladder and hurts themselves. Whose fault is it? Who approved the ladders class? I, be I, I think I'm with you here. I think, I think the answer is that this is all the Dean's fault. Unfortunately, it is the dean's fault. Yeah, I do have to agree with this. Even yeah. past who approved the ladders class, uh, like, even if he didn't approve the ladders class, people are just like, there'd be nothing to follow. Well, people are just drinking <laughs> everywhere, everywhere, literally everywhere. There's a craps, there's a, like a craps game going on out on the, like everywhere. They're, They're throwing bones right outside okay. the building. Actually, we gotta, we do gotta take this, we do gotta take this back. Cause the ladders might not have come from the ladders class. The ladders 
could have come from the extensive construction work that was happening within the school. No, no, no. they have a ladders class. Ladders, I know they. That's been established. That is a class at Greendale. Yes, but we don't know if the ladder was there because of the class or because of like construction and someone and and we were goofing off. Oh no, no, no! Sorry, Sadia. That ladder was there because that was ladders class. And it happened in the ladders class. Yeah, yeah. If you looked on the if you look on the board, I'm still blaming the the, the Greendale group because the campus shouldn't have had that much alcohol on it. Anyway. If you yeah, yeah I, if listen. you look at the board, like they've got they he they have like anatomy of a ladder written on the board and things like that. Like there's stuff well, written and this on the is blackboard a continued behind joke. him. Yeah, this is a continued joke from the episode where they were kicked out of school and. Uh, they went to the therapist and they had that clip show. There's a clip of Ladder's class. And then also Frankie mentions it at the top of the episode. There's like three three classes that she mentions that are ridiculous. Um, One of them is is why not to shake a baby or something. Yeah. (laughs) Or how to know when to stop shaking a baby. Something like that. Yeah. 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 But like it's the dean's fault. Because the dean walked in and went, Frankie's gone. And Jeff went, take our insurance premiums and Frankie's salary. And that's your new dance budget. And but then Jeff's the dean let the school become a drunken revelry. Um, Jeff is a lawyer. The dean was just taking the advice of a lawyer. <laughs> Jeff is a teacher at a community college. And also a licensed lawyer. He's he's he he can still pra- he still practices. Yeah, he's but also a he, but failed also, lawyer. Well, and he's not f- failed. He's a failed businessman. But he's, he's a, still a lawyer. You can put lawyer in just as many air quotes as you just put businessman. <laughs> he, he's still a lawyer. Also, also, I don't think like in I don't I don't think insurance law was like like that kind of law was what he. I have literally no idea. He's also even if he, even if it was, in. he's not the school's legal counsel. I mean, that the is dean that is a bigger him? part of this. He is not the school's legal class. My dean my my deanie is soft and impressionable. And if a lawyer tells him to take the budget of someone's <clears throat> salary and something else, and then use it for a school dance, that is his kryptonite. Jeff knew exactly what he was doing. The issue with this episode and, the, and why we get into this problem Objection. is because the dean keeps fake taking phone calls instead of actually <laughs> dealing with any of Greendale's problems. And that's why a man broke his leg and Annie broke her neck. It was apparently and worth it. It was apparently worth it. And why uh, the school is probably going to be sued into oblivion. Yeah, I did, one of my one of my notes here is um, this school and season will end with a lawsuit. <laughs> so that's what I'm expecting. There's another big uh, reoccurring runner that we haven't talked about yet in this episode. Abed's montages. The montages. <laughs> Those are so funny. There's so many of them this episode. There are so many of them, including. I mean, you tried emailing Diane. <laughs> The whenever he is changing outfits. I actually thought that was really funny. To email Darian. And then Frankie's like, if you change an outfit one more time, I swear. You're fired. 
Um, capping. She said, "You're fired." She's gonna fire him if he changes clothes over time. Capping off with the "I'm sorry" montage. That one was my favorite. It was great. I, I wrote, "This is a normal person's office, and he's just being forced to watch this." Which he, he, he called security. does call security. <laughs> he called Very security. <laughs> um, the security button on his phone was looking extra goofy. That whole scene just had me cracking up. <laughs> It was very cartoon self-destruct button. The song choice, like, the song choice over it was ridiculous. The We're Sorry, I could, I just heard the audio from, like, that one snippet of, you know, that one South Park episode. Except it was a montage. So in my head, I was like, I bet they're not actually saying We're Sorry. I bet they're just mouthing it. Possibly. Oh, you think I mean, like no way, like no Jeff and Abed were mouthing it as opposed to We're just to mouthing it because they knew it. how it was playing in their heads. There's one point whenever Jeff's holding what looks like Abed and a like like he is a corpse and saying I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, it, well, and it's a good thing they came in and, and barged in on that because it wasn't like she was about to get that job. Yeah. I like not. the idea that Jeff was barging into random offices screaming, don't hire this woman. It's the fourth one they tried. Fifth <laughs> time's the charm. <laughs> fourth one they tried. So, Sadia, we have Frankie now. What do you think? So I guess she's recurring then? She will be recurring. She'll be stay. back. She'll be back. She'll be recurring this season. Hmm. I don't know. Um... She has an interesting chemistry with Abed. She really got him. She was really able to like snap him into reality at times, which I'm not used to seeing um, characters do easily. And like, I don't, it was just very quick. She, she would just reason him back into reality. And I haven't seen a, like anyone else in the show just do that without like some kind of like carrot and stick to come along with it. She would just What's... simply say like, but that is, that is in your head and this is reality. And Abed would be like, true back to emailing Diane. So that's, that's interesting. I just don't know how that's going to affect everything else. I thought it was kind of cool that like we had this entire ridiculous thing happening, like this whole speakeasy under a sandwich shop in the community college going on, and it had nothing to do with him. Um, so that was interesting. I do like when goofy things happen, and it turns out that it had nothing to do with Abed. Like it was just somebody else doing goofy shit. Uh, I thought, I don't know. I thought she and. Annie would kind of butt heads a little more, but she's like super level-headed. I just don't really understand. Like she just seems like she's actually going to get shit done, and and I guess in in that respect, I am just like the rest of the group where I'm like, why you got to get shit done? <laughs> what's why interesting you see about the end of this? what's interesting about Frankie as a character, especially now, especially introducing her now, is that you were talking about the fact that like she can snap Abed into reality. It's because the characters we have left, none of them are really that grounded in reality anymore anyway. 
Annie has been cuckoo bananas for forever. She was supposed to tone Troy and Abed down, and she never did it. <laughs> she just went more and more wacky. Jeff had an entire psychotic break last season and dreamt he was on a cartoon. Uh, Britta's been a cartoon character for a while. Chang's in the group. <laughs> Dean's in the group. We haven't, but honestly, like everyone, even Shirley, Shirley was kind of one of the last fleeting, like reality grounded people. And even Shirley is the person who immediately gives in and goes all in on whatever we're doing. Um, you know, we haven't really had anybody grounded in reality for a long time. And it is really interesting. Like you said, it, it's not even Abed who starts the speakeasy. The rest of the group does that because they're the ones who go off the deep end and do a, 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 do a, do a Greendale this time. It's not Abed because Abed beats someone who's like, no, actually, can we, can we be real for a second? He's like, sure, actually. Um, we've come to a point in our community. They're not a study group. What the hell are we calling them? Just the group? Greendale committee. Uh, the, yeah. The committee, I guess. The committee. the committee. We've come to a point where the committee doesn't have a straight man. Yeah. Like the, you know, they're all goofs. Yeah. No, no, it's true. It's true. So, because also Hickey last year was kind of straight man-ish. He was. He was kind of straight man-ish, but the man drew ducks and he got real into D&D. Like, he he was, he was, he was ready. He was ready for some, for some uh, tomfoolery. I mean, First day in, he was all in on on uh, lava. All about that action. He needed the money. He needed the money. He was all in on that action. The problem with Hickey (laughs) is that he never asked too many questions. That he was real ready to top people up for Shirley. He just any excuse to break the law. (laughs) Excuse. Wait a minute. What happened to Hickey? Uh, Uh, I guess answered later. Um. Yes, I think we talked a little bit about this last season, um, about the logistics as to why that actor isn't back. Uh, basically, that actor is was filming Breaking Bad. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 therefore couldn't return. Um, it's the same reason we don't have any more Duncan. Uh, much if at all in this season is because John Oliver is working on Last Week Tonight. No, drunken. We had so much drunken, and now he's gone. Yeah, and a big part of that, like I said, is that like you know, not only like it's not even like people had other projects. Like the show was canceled. <laughs> like yeah, and so basically they, you know, uh, Mike Ermintrot would have come back. Not Mike. That's not, Jonathan Banks is the actor's name. Um, Jonathan Banks would have come back, but unfortunately, scheduling kept him out of kept him kept him out of continuing Community. He was already contractually obligated to do more Breaking Bad. Um, Valid. And John John Oliver went to make his show for HBO. You know, like scheduling is taking people away from the show now, especially after NBC cancels it and people just are out of contract. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I do think, I, I don't know if it's ever verbally said, so we'll see once we get there. 
Um, but yeah, we'll hold we'll hold off. We, I, I do think they address Hickey. We do get an answer uh, in a, about Hickey in one way or another. Like I said, I don't know if it's verbally said. I think it might be a vet background visual at some point. But yeah, yeah. Um, Sadia, so season one, season six, episode one. Final thoughts. Um. I don't know. I don't I don't know how I don't know how we move from this to the community that I've been watching. I don't know what's going to come next. Um I heard there's an episode about that Godforsaken Ladders class. So <laughs> that was this episode. That, I suppose. Wait. That was this episode? This episode's called Ladders. This is what they're talking about. Oh, good. So we're not going to go into the Ladders class. <laughs> that, we did. We did in this episode. Annie was it taking was, it. We didn't, have to, for some... we didn't have to sit through it, though, like and listen to something ridiculous. No, no. Well, we kind of did. The, t- the Ladders teacher was drunk and he fell on Annie. Like he did shotgun a beer. Shotgun a beer. Shotgun a beer. Climbed up a tall, like what, like a like an eighteen footer, like ladder right there, and then yeah, tilted it with no spotter. No spotter. Like there wasn't even a contract up there that he was climbing for. He was just doing it for funsies. You'd think he'd know better. Hmm? Like what is that class about? If not not doing that. Um, surprise, nothing. It's a class about nothing. Sadia <laughs> is so angry. There were like the all of the different the ladders, ladders all the Adam different kinds like, of ladders around. You've you've really like put my heart to rest. I really thought that <laughs> like, I was going to have to sit through like like plot that took us into Sadia <laughs> genuinely hates the idea of ladders. The... I just I don't hate ladders. <laughs> you just hate the concept of this ladders class. Just what like what are you what are you what are you learning? What are you really learning though? Like if your teacher falls off a ladder in front of the entire class, what are you really learning? Are you getting your money's worth? Like Well we'll we'll see if any of them ever fall off a ladder. We'll see what they learned. Not to shotgun a beer and climb up a ladder. <laughs> you didn't need a class for really. <laughs> no. Some people did, Sidia, okay? Wishing. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, I think we, I think we did really well with this episode that we covered it. Jillian plugs. All right, you guys, you can follow us on Twitter at go Greendale on Instagram at welcome to Greendale podcast. And if you would like to donate some money to help us keep this going or buy some merch, welcome rep welcome to greendale in your everyday life uh you can find those at welcome to greendale.com city plugs hey guys per usual you can follow me over on instagram at sadia matthews on twitter at orebe and on twitch at orebe um you can follow me on instagram at michael smallwood forever or you can follow me on twitter at mike loves gushers um you can if you're in Virginia uh I'm gonna be in Virginia I'm gonna be at the winch I'm gonna be in Winchester Virginia at the Alamo Draft House uh at Genre Blast this weekend um 
you're while you're hearing this uh i'll be there i'll i'll you know i'm, I'm gonna be there for genre blast um and if you're in cincinnati ohio next weekend um you can check out my short film what a beautiful wedding at the horror hound film festival uh it's screening like friday september 9th so definitely check those out but if you want michael to see. will not michael himself will not be at the horror hound one he will i won't be, be at the horror i won't be a horror hound i will be a genre blast i will not be a horror hound uh unfortunately but uh yeah so i'm around if people want to come say hi uh at genre blast uh but if not i don't know hit me up on one of those socials and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Holy City Fangirl. All right, June, uh, June us, join June. <laughs> All right, Did you just sound <laughs> join us next just week now. for. An- <laughs> All right, join us next week for another exciting episode of Welcome to Greendale. Cool, cool, cool. This has been Welcome to Greendale. Opening theme song by Tanya Nicole. Her music is streaming on all platforms. You can follow our cover artist at LoneLion underscore 924 on Instagram. New episodes every Friday. Thanks. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.